we're gonna have a meeting, all right, we're gonna order pizza, we'll all make like uh, posters or whatever it is we're gonna do, and then we hear somebody in the stall next to us burst out laughing. You're listening to The Mouthwash Podcast. What's up, guys? This is Alex uh, with Mouthwash. I'm here with Abe. What's going on, bro? What's up, guys? Um, I am live from London right now. Um, I feel like I'm always in a different city every time we do this. Yeah, but, pretty much. But... Then, well, where are you at this time? Uh, I'm in LA, uh, making it uh, happen. So I'm finally in LA. Back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it's always different time zones. But, um, dude, I'm, I'm really excited today for um, the guys that we're having on. Um, uh, a couple of designers um, that work out of a studio in Utah called Actual Source. Um, I think their work has been super inspirational to us in a lot of ways. And um, just kind of like the approach that they've taken with a lot of brands that you might not expect um, take the direction that they've been able to take them in. Um, and I think it's really cool to like see how they've been able to really push push those ideas and push that agenda forward with brands like uh, Adidas or um, things that just might not be as expected. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's go ahead and welcome them in. Uh, hey, guys. How are y'all? Hello. We're doing well. Um, What's going on, guys? Yeah, so real quick, in case there's someone out there that hasn't heard of you guys yet, um, can you guys introduce yourself and uh, kind of who you are and uh, what you do and what you've been up to lately? Uh, yeah, so my name is JP Haney. And I'm Davis Marupe. Uh, we run a studio... Um, called Actual Source, and Actual Source, oh, we're based in Provo, Utah, and uh, Actual Source, in addition to being a studio, is also um, a publisher, and a store, and a brand, and we collaborate with different uh, artists and designers to sort of produce different objects, but we also- Objects. Yeah, objects. yeah, we just made a. We collaborated with ourselves <laughs> to make a, a basketball recently, and uh, you know stuff like uh, just whatever we want to make, we'll try and make. And then we also it. work with different um, brands, doing you know design work, uh, you know studio commissions. Yeah, that's super cool. What's it? What's it? I guess first of all, what's it like be, being based in Provo, Utah? <laughs> are you guys? You guys are from there. Are you guys from that area? JP's uh, from this area. I'm from California, but we I've been out here for quite a few years, and we met out here in 2004. Uh, cool. We we actually get asked this all the time. Uh, we we really like it. Yeah, it's just true. like a different scene. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's it's no scene. <laughs> <laughs> there is no scene. That's the scene. Yeah, More different scenery. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's a weird, like, creative um, community in Utah. Um, I, I met uh, Ben Mingo um, when I worked at Basic Agency, and oh, uh, yeah. uh, which I think he knows JP. Um, and yeah, we went to cool there. Yeah, um, and like even like some of the guys from Rally. So like, there is like a, a you know a handful of good, really solid designers out there that you would have never expected. You know. Out of all places, you know, Utah. it's the secret. It's the secret spot. Some <laughs> some of our biggest influences are from Utah, or we met in Utah at least. Like yeah. Daniel Everett, the photographer and uh, mm-hmm. artist, and Barty Halidi. Yeah, um, Al- Alan, Alan Ludwig. Ludwig. Yeah, he's one of our favorites and longtime friends. Nice. Who we we were all kind of just we were all friends here together back in two thousand four, and we've all kind of gone off to do different things and there's a but. yeah there's a few more people here obviously like our our team and our studio um and also i guess like michael Aberman. yeah this he, designer michael Aberman is in salt lake now um yeah it's kind of cool that you guys have been able to like trump the idea that like you need and like we talk about this all the time with people who aren't based in like new york or la or big markets like london or whatever but it's like it's cool that you guys have been able to really like I, I'm sure people are oftentimes like very surprised at the fact that you're not based in either one of those cities. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day. We were thinking like, uh, at first we were like, okay, this is an experiment. We'll see if we can do it in Provo. And I think what we realized, <laughs> that's probably the only place we could have done it. 
Yeah, for really. What, what do you? Why do you think that is? Well, because it's extremely cheap. Hmm. Like our studio space, um, like actually running our business here, um, and then also because it's just like a pace that we can sort of uh, manage, and and hmm. also we do a lot of our like manufacturing here. Mm-hmm. You know, people that we oh, cool. getting stuff made. Uh, it's like a nice resource being here. So, yeah, I'm sure it helps too. Like when you guys have been there for like a while to to like make those relationships with people over time. And I'm sure there's like favors that you guys have been able to ask of people. And like, it almost feels as if like, I think in smaller communities, like people want to see each other win um, more oftentimes than like bigger, larger communities where like everybody's trying to win. And it's like, there's only so much food on the table that you can have. And so everybody's got to get their portion of it. Um, I don't know. I'm sure you guys can speak to that as well. Totally. I, I will say though, I think, I, you know, for the last, year and a half or so a lot, most of our work has been outside of utah and we've just mm. been able to kind of uh you know it, it's nice to be here but then we have we're able to work with clients in other areas that um it, it but it makes it easy like it's it's not a it's not a grind yeah. to be here right. one, of, one of my favorite restaurants is uh squirrel la so um you guys you know did a ton of the creative stuff for them so just seeing that um, before I even knew of you guys, I've <laughs> been appreciating your work. Well, actually, uh, our friend, um, he's like the co-owner, Scott. And so he's actually in charge of most of the output. We actually only did uh, one one bowl. One bowl? <laughs> Is it the bowl that says like all, everything I want to eat or whatever on the brim of it? No, no we love that one though. Uh, that's the best one. <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. No, we did a bowl that uh it's sort of <laughs> it's a very boring bowl it just calls out the specifications of the bowl itself <laughs> uh, got it so you know the, the size circumference all that stuff uh, that's not boring though that's like kind of like i guess it's how like virgil abloh kind of has become famous i think it's cool but yeah we love the bowl and we also love everything that scott perry's doing over there at uh squirrel yeah and the food yeah. like literally ah, the food is off the one of the food's amazing ever had um, cool. So you guys talk about like coming all together in like 2004. Um, so did you guys all go to, did you guys all go to school in Utah? Uh, not together. I, I came out here for school and, uh, I wasn't studying design or anything. I, w- I just came out here just to do, just cause I, you know, the, the route was to go to college. And then, uh, JP and I met and we all like had a group of friends that we weren't actually really super interested in school at that point. Nah. We were kind of just hanging out and, I stopped going to school. I don't even know if JP was going to school. I wasn't at the no, time. No, we were just hanging out. I was working construction, and JP was working at a at the were you at a print shop at that time, or what were you doing? Uh, I think I was working at a catering company. catering company. Yeah. yeah, but we had like, the best group of friends that like our wives. At least my wife kind of gets pissed because like whenever like it bring up like my favorite year of my life. It was like before I met her. Yeah, it was like when I met all my friends. Like when JP and I. <laughs> <laughs> homie shit <laughs> it was the most insane year i've ever had and then uh we kind of went our separate ways i went to la and, and went to school out there uh well we were roommates with this guy barty halidi let me yeah. step back a second we were roommates with this guy barty halidi who is still today one of our favorite graphic designers he's from kosovo but he was he went to school out here in utah and uh, he, I mean, he was one of our biggest early influences. Yeah, yeah, and and still is. We we, but he introduced us to uh, basically like a, this uh, different type of graphic design than yeah. we had yeah. when than we were aware of before. So even just the idea of graphic design as a as a profession, yeah, like I, I yeah, I didn't even know that that was like something that people really did. So were you guys, were you guys, was it your guys' intentions at the time when you guys met him, before you guys had met him to like become designers or like create design, uh-huh. like be using design as a vehicle to sustain yeah. yourself, to like create good things, like all those things? No, we were just walking around. Yeah, hanging know, out. Bumming, yeah. <laughs> bumming around, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really not. Literally hanging out on friends' couches every night, having the best time ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fun, but we didn't, yeah, we weren't really aware of, of uh design at that time no so then this like world gets introduced to you guys and and then you you find out that you're you're good at it or you're decent at it 
no, oh, like, no, we don't even know yet. Like we didn't even like talk to each other about doing design. Like I ended up leaving and going to LA and doing design. And then JP stayed. Oh, he's from Utah. He stayed yeah, here. He and stayed here. He, start, he started studying at the University of Utah. And we were like in complete separate areas. I went to school a couple years before JP. So like it was kind of a good trend. It was a like a way for us to kind of get back into contact with each other in some ways. Yeah. Not that we weren't like, every time I'd come to Utah, we'd hang out. Yeah. But like, then we'd start like talking about like design and he was really frustrated because uh, he wasn't like maybe getting the mentorship or uh, learning the stuff he wanted to learn at his, in his program. And so we were just sharing like resources back and forth and, and our work back and forth. And that's kind of how we started like, I wouldn't say working together, but that's how we started talking about design together. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think with anybody, it's it's we we didn't discover we were good at it. We <laughs> it took a really long time. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, man, that's super interesting to hear, Alex. I, I think it kind of goes back in line with what we were talking before we hopped on the call. How um, on my flight to LA, I saw a documentary called "In Search of Greatness," mm-hmm. um, and while it was more related on athletes it, it's it's there's an overlap where um, a lot of the top athletes really didn't get into their sport until really later on you know mm. uh, they asked michael jordan what he was doing at 11 he's like i was playing baseball you know so a yeah. lot of times they you don't you have to go through a lot of years of just messing around and seeing what you don't like first before you really dive into what you really like and start to refine it I could back that for sure. Yeah, both of us graduated pretty, pretty late. I graduated when I was 27. Yeah, and I was 29. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we. I mean, like, we didn't even start school. Like, I was 26. What were you, 25 or 24? Yeah. Yeah, we were way later when we started, you know, even going to school for design. Yeah. And- See, that's, like, that's like really inspiring to me, though, because, like, I feel as if, like, there was, like, when I was 18, there was, like, so much pressure to, like, go to school as soon as you get out of high school, like get the job as soon as you, you know, turn 22 or whatever. And like, man, if I look back on it, I just, I, there's part of me that definitely wishes that I would have like taken some time to explore and like travel and just kind of like fill my brain with things that I, I wasn't really aware of. Um, but did you guys feel like, too, though. were you, yeah. were you guys, were you guys totally comfortable with like going to school at 26 years old? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't really, yeah. I actually didn't really think too much about it. I knew I I knew I, at that point like I was seeing what some of our what some of our friends were doing as graphic designers. We had a couple of friends that were had moved to New York and were doing pretty like what I thought was really cool stuff, and I still do think it was is. Uh, mm. I just wanted to kind of like teach myself like by going to school, be get educated, so I could somehow follow in their footsteps. And like we're doing different things than they are, but uh, I I was told I need I knew I needed like a the education. Yeah. I still think that's cool. We both got married and had to kind of like, uh, we were like on track. We got to figure out what to yeah. do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We had our fun time when we were like in 2004 and then yeah, like JP said, we got married and uh, <laughs> you're like, all right, we got to figure this out now. Yeah. The pressures of a family on you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, you just gotta like, all right, I got to figure out what I'm going to spend the rest of my time, my life doing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it really kind of, and then you realize like, oh, wow, I'm actually super into this. I feel totally um, at home, like uh, reading about it and trying to learn as much as possible, mm. like consuming as much as I can, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it's, it, it becomes like uh, second nature. It just becomes your thing, I guess, you know, not second nature, but it becomes your thing. Well, we had similar experiences yeah. in the sense, like we, like I wasn't like great at school or anything, and I like was not at all dedicated in any of my classes until I started doing graphic design. I think JP was the same, and then yeah. we like it really, like he said, it like took over, kind of took over our lives and like kind of learning. Like I was mm. so interested in just wanting to become better and learn about you know yeah. other designers, current, past, and who's like the you know. Who's working now? Gain as much knowledge as yeah, possible. Yeah, that's, that's and we still are trying to do that. Yeah, I, I feel like and Abe, if you're about to say something, that's cool. But um, I feel like there's there's like just there's things in life that like is almost like destined for you to discover as a human that like a lot of people a lot of people will look at Abe and I and be like, um, you know, I work full time at an agency as an art director and 
um, Ava's freelance or whatever. And people are asked like, what are you doing the weekend? What are you doing this weekend? And like, Oh, we're like working on mouthwash or like, we're, you know, making this thing or doing this thing or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to a lot of people, they're always like, uh, man, don't you ever get tired of working? And, and my response is like, I don't know, man, it just never actually felt like work to begin with. Like, it's just, it just feels like this is what I was supposed to do. You know? Yeah. But at the beginning, like if you look back, you were an accounting major and I was a business administration major and, you know, we, yeah. So it did take us time to like find, find those routes as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't relate with that, but it does feel like work <clears throat> now. I feel well. Oh- yeah. I was going to say like, what's that transition look like now you guys have built this thing and it's like, I'm like, what's the balance of like, it's fun or like now it actually feels like work. It, it's, it's, it's usually fun. The only non-fun part is just that it feels like there's not enough time. Uh, we're, we're always learning how we're le- we're continually learning how to be better at um, managing our time and you know people's expectations of us taking on more than we can handle. Like right now, that's what's we've, not fun. I yeah. think we do that too much. Yeah, we burn ourselves yeah. out. Um, kind of easily but after a couple of days we're coming yeah. back at it yeah we just need we just need like a, a good lunch a good lunch <laughs> a, little, a little bit of reset a beer yeah, or exactly. something yeah. take off for a couple hours and we're, we're pretty good self-care yeah <laughs> self-care yeah a little bit of self-care <laughs> some skincare routine going on it doesn't take long yeah it doesn't take long. <laughs> we, yeah we want to come back um cool so you or go ahead Abe. sorry i just before we go too forward um so we're kind of in like 2004 and then you guys kind of start dabbing into design. I feel like there's a huge technical um, leap that you have to go from like starting to, you know, opening up your studio. How was that for you guys? Cause for a lot of people, that's the the thing they never get over is the kind of, not just the creative, but the technical. Yeah, kind of the best part about, I think like our, like uh, kind of like path to, to where we're at now is when I graduated school, I uh, ended up taking a job coming back to Utah and uh, that's when JP was finishing up his um, his degree, like a year left or something. Yeah. So he came on as an intern, and then we eventually hired him on full time. We we worked there for a couple of years, but that was like, in a way, for us, like a training ground. Like I hate to like use that term, yeah. but like mm-hmm. we sort of, like we we just like we worked so well together, and we learned how to make stuff. We yeah. learned how to make stuff quick, and we were like make like this was our, our corporate job. We were just working. Like, you know, like X amount of hours on that during the day, but then trying to figure out how to like sneak in our own projects every day, which was not hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big same. Even if we weren't doing it, we were talking about it the whole day. Yeah, all day long. We were talking, right. Okay, what are we, what are we going to do? And we started like, uh, that's when we like, yeah, we formed our like quote unquote studio at the time where we were, and it was less a studio. It was like, we wanted to just make books together. We were really interested in making books. And so we would just every day talk about making books together. And I think the first book we made together, more or less, we made it work. Yeah, we yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit at my house, but it's like yeah. kind of just discussing what to do. So there was just like a lot of dreaming and a lot of like the time you guys did spend together was was used in a valuable way of like this is what our future is going to look Constant like. Constant dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm sure it was annoying to hear. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's like, we gotta stop. We gotta stop talking about this thing that doesn't exist. In fact, we were, we started this design club back then called the yeah. Internet Explorers. <laughs> <laughs> we were like inviting all our friends, you know. And we we walked to the bathroom together at work, and we were talking about this club. We're like, all right, we're gonna have a meeting. All right, we're gonna order pizza. We'll all make like uh, posters or whatever it is we're gonna do. And then we hear somebody install next to us burst out laughing. Hearing us talk about this uh, like club that we started that we're gonna go get eat, like order, pizza and have posters, a, have a pizza party, <laughs> and it was, our, it was our boss at the time. Oh man, he was listening to us. It was like uh, very embarrassing and sort of like we became uh, self-aware at that moment <laughs> about yeah. how dumb we sounded. Mm. But we we were uh, it was unbridled enthusiasm. Yeah, and we definitely order pizza anyways <laughs> yeah you still got the pizza anyways i need that I'm uh, sorry, internet I'm, explorer t-shirt <laughs> yeah where's the original where's the og first you guys do a restock of that yeah remember no yeah we made a tea but it was, i only made it for you and me remember oh that's right yeah, yeah. <laughs> we made a bag it had said yeah, there's infinite bag. scroll on it that's amazing yeah, you should re-release that merch yeah there's this, there's this place over here called tiger lily 
And like uh, you go there and you just get like uh, like pro club shirts, like your cheap shirts, and then they'll just like put whatever on from a JPEG, like <laughs> cut it out on vinyl and like you press it on the shirts. Wendy's logo. Yeah, Wendy's logo, whatever you want, Monster logo. That's amazing. Who you want to look. And uh, so yeah, that, that those were the first Internet Explorer shirts back in the day. Like before we like actually really started making started yeah. making stuff, it was just like a fun way to make a, a, a silly shirt. Right, just like trial and error, and I, I'm sure like all those things. Even though it was just like for fun, it was like you were probably learning along the way too, like kind of setting yourself up for the future that you guys are living in now. So, yeah, totally. I mean, it's also just uh, you do those things, and then you're like, oh, that's a project. Right. It's like uh, you're like, oh shoot, we actually made something that counts. Yeah. <laughs> right. It does count. Everything counts. Yeah. Um. So okay, I have a question. So you guys, so you guys graduated, or um. JP was graduating school and Davis, you were, um, you had moved back for that job and you guys are working at the same, is it was like an agency or design firm? Yeah. I was like some, just some Utah corporate company we were just working at. Right. And so I, I would assume that, um, it wasn't stuff that you guys were like overly excited about, right? No, I mean, not, not like overly excited, but honestly, we, we, we were like designing, like you know, we, we were new to design, like we were new out of school. Yeah. We, I feel like I, I feel like I we enjoyed it. it. We were like pumped to right. make something and then like it get printed, like they print 50,000 booklets or, you know, whatever you made. And like, that was the first time that was ever happening for us, you know, out of school. Right. So like we were excited just to be making stuff and it to be, and it to be being produced. You know, like you print some yeah. spot color and yeah. just to see it come back from the printer for the first time. You're like, oh, I like, you don't really get to do that. Yeah, talking like our bosses into like weird format stuff at the time, like yeah. that was really for us. And then like we—that's when we really started like for this company. We were like making all like this swag for the the company. So we were like <laughs> shirts and hats and jackets and like that was the like, kind of the beginning of us learning how to at least find contacts to make stuff. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, that was kind of like a the beginning. But we had a pretty good attitude about it, and we worked. With- yeah, really good friends of ours. Like we, like, yeah. one of our like best friends we worked with for a long time. We just recently left us. Sam Wood worked there, and like three other like really close friends. Photographer we always use. Yeah, our friend Weston Colton, who we still like, he still works there. But like there was a group, like we had like a group of us where you know every single day it was like us hanging out, eating lunch together, mm-hmm. photo shoots together, uh, complaining together, having fun together, <laughs> you know, doing everything together. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, that's so it's so interesting listening to these guys talk about that because like that's that's literally us yeah like, if we're not at work like we just are like you know hanging out at the coffee shop that we go to every single day or we're like watching movies at night mm-hmm. or, um and 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 what you guys are talking about too is like there's always this like suck like subtle like dialogue that never actually ends of like just the dreams and the goals and the things that we want to make and um kind of get to and and i I think like we maybe even undermine like how important those conversations are and how much of an impact they actually have on like us actually believing that it's a it's a future that is is in the near future for us um but yeah actually when we go hang out because we'll like uh i mean we had a project that we had to kind of start this weekend and we were watching the super bowl at a friend's house and like we were just kind of kept bringing up ideas and everyone was like yeah. pretty annoyed at us. For- <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> just be quiet. But actually yeah. informed everything that we did. Yeah. It, I mean, we need that. Yeah. We need that conversation because the turnaround was so quick and yeah, we missed Maroon five, but <laughs> you know, we figured out this project to be fair, yeah. to be fair. The Super Bowl was pretty boring. So I would have, I would have talked about work too. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it was bad. Uh, but like oh. Alex, even like the beginning days of them, where like they would gather around and get pizza, like that reminds me of like photographers going to instant meets and like just you know hanging out. Like it was cringeworthy, you know. But at the time, like we loved it. Yeah, I think there's, I think, I think maybe one of the most underrated um, like pieces of value in creative, or like when people are starting, is um, just proximity to, to people that inspire you and proximity to people that you can like openly share thoughts and ideas with that won't like have any sort of um apprehension of those thoughts or like misunderstanding like it's really cool i think the dream always feels a little bit more real when somebody else is just as excited about an idea as you are um i I think just like just having that is so important that's the motivation you need like someone else to help like just the back and forth and pushing each other 
yeah for sure um cool so oh, go ahead go ahead bro so, so with that said so you guys fast forward and then we're talking 2017 um you guys decide to go all in on uh actual source and make it a studio where you guys actually take on clients. Um, what kind of triggered you guys to make that leap? Because a lot of designers, you know, they'll spend, you know, their whole life working for someone else. So what uh, instilled it in you guys to do that? Well, I think, okay. So let me, I think we should say we actually started a studio before this called number four. Mm-hmm. That was in 2015. 2014, actually. That's when we, like, published yeah, yeah. that Natalie Neal book. So we had, like, we'd been working, like, a different job. We had left that job that we were working. Like, JP and I, like, worked together at that job, our first job. We left it together the same day to a different job. And then we left that job to start number four. And while we were doing that, uh, we had a show at the Utah Museum of Contemporary Art. They, they approached us about... They had seen our work and kind of how we were documenting our work and were interested in having us do a show at the Contemporary Art Museum in Salt Lake City. So we did that show and that show was called Actual Source. Uh, ah. Yeah. So nice. That um, sort of uh, honestly kind of informed a lot of what we do now. I still think it, yeah, we still look back. Like, we're still pumped on that show. Yeah. And it still like informs like uh, – a palette. It's like a definitely palette a, pal- a palette. That's great. A yeah, palette definitely informs like a palette that we use and continue to use. So then we we did we we left that job. We started a studio, and two other guys joined us. Um, and then after after a year, um, they decided to leave. And then that's when we decided to do number four. Or sorry, do actual source full time. So it, we already had it like as a store, and then we decided to basically call our just go all in on one name anything we want to do we're going to do it under this name and that's what we'll do moving forward um so i think it helped it helped take a leap with other people we kind of felt like there was a way to get work at first yeah. and, and and it was not it was not it, it was very, extremely difficult um but then um once honestly once we kind of left or the other two left and we kind of were back to the core uh, like setup that we had in the beginning, it became much easier to uh, do the studio. Like, right. Like we were uh, like the whole time, like during number four and even before that, we were like really aligned in what our interests were, most of our interests. And we were aligned in like the type of work we wanted to work on. And we were also aligned in the type of work that we knew we had to, we had to do in order to pay the bills and so, like, there was a, a range of work that we wanted to do, and uh, we didn't, like, it, that wasn't always the case when we had other partners. And so it was, like, perfect for us to be, like, back at the beginning, okay, yes, we're, we've already been going, you know, through this other studio, but now it's just us two, like, we are, like, everything's reset back to how we originally intended it to be. And, yeah, we just kind of, like, got in gear, you know, like, uh, it became natural. Like, the expression, like, all the stuff that we were putting out was really, like, uh, felt like it was really came from us and, uh, we felt like, um, it was much easier to talk about ourselves, to like show work. Um, I don't know how to say it. I don't know. It just kind of clicked Yeah, a little bit easier. <clears throat> yeah. That's super cool. Um, so, so things kind of came together and like, what did what did your guys' humble beginnings look like? Do you guys have like a garage story like a lot of other people have, or you said you were working in JP's bedroom or whatever? We kind of lucked out. We live in a very cheap place. Like Provo, Utah is pretty cheap. And back when we started Number Four, there was a building that was under renovation that one of our friends like had a studio in, and he was like, "You should just try to rent a space." And we got in here, and they renovated our space and to we, our specifications. Yeah, to our specifications and. There's no awesome. way we want to like ever let go of this place because it's so cheap and uh, a really beautiful space. So you guys are still there. We're still here, yeah. yeah. Man, so the humble beginnings are still alive and well today. Well, we're so humble. Yeah, yeah, we're so. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, we, we, we're so. We've humble. taken a little more space. Like we've added a different studio. Like 
another like a uh, like another uh, area in this building that we have like a kitchen and conference room. But it's we still have a pretty small spot. Yeah. Nice. Happy to have the kitchen. Yeah, we're pumped to have a kitchen. Yeah, I think the reason we asked that is because like I think I think a lot of the people that listen to mouthwash and like the people that we have conversations with, uh, a lot of their dreams are to like use creative or the skill set that they have to um, start a business one day or to be self-sustaining or like, I, I want a space. So I want a loft space like in downtown LA or, you know, that's like always the dream or the goal. And I think it's always like important to just like shed light on like, here's the truth or the honesty behind, you know, <laughs> where like how the work doesn't always come from like the most amazing like sky rise or whatever. Yeah. Just, I think it's important to clarify, like, so we, we publish books and we have like a, you know, a studio that we like and it's nice. But I, I have to say that none, neither of us come from any sort of uh, money. No one has given us any money to do anything. Like yeah. nobody has paid for us to publish books. We've put every single cent of money that we've earned from our whatever like shitty job that we've been doing or, you know, that's always been like something that we try to invest in ourselves. I think there's kind of like a, like, how are people affording to do books? Well, it's just kind of, you, you, you work and you save and you try to up your print run like little by little so that you can make a little mm-hmm. bit of money back. You know, like it's, it's, it, we've, we've really kind of had to do it from the ground up. It's, yeah. There's probably like a, an ownership and like pride in the work too, because you guys have really earned it. Yeah, yeah, we feel. We, uh, I, I mean, yeah, it's definitely one hundred percent ours. Yeah, one of our friends, yeah. uh, Garrett, who runs All Right Studio, which we interviewed earlier this year, um, tweeted out the other day. He's like, "I wish people who ran studios would talk more about the ups and downs because right now it freaking sucks." Um, and I, <laughs> I think that's so true. Is a lot of times people don't see that. Like even for us, like when we did the magazine, we really didn't make money off of it. We we made just enough to where it paid for itself and. Um, anything we did make, we threw into, you know, the release party for it. So, um, definitely it feels good that, you know, to hear you guys say that as well. Oh, yeah, there's definitely honest. 100% a struggle. It's, it's, um, I'm, I, I mean, it, it be, for one, if you don't have a way to sell it, if you have to rely on other shops to sell it, I think we've really focused on this idea of creating a platform that we like by adding all these other books and uh, other products that w- maybe this platform will become a, like more of a vehicle to sell uh, our books, which would allow us to keep going. And I think a, after a few years, it's finally getting there. Mm-hmm. Like where we're mm-hmm. figuring out like how to make books cheaper so that our margins better and how do we distribute wider so that we can do a higher print run and, and get it all back. But, uh, yeah but it's it's definitely uh hard to do um and like some books like we we publish some books that don't don't sell we're just Mm -hmm. sitting on them there's just like losses that you have to take sometimes in order to get the wins yeah or you just i mean you just learn like what 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 doesn't and um kind of how to you know what you moving forward yeah, I think like when we made the when we made our magazine mouthwash, like we, I remember the conversation that we had had was like, all right, like, and at the time we were doing this on a really small scale. We had like no audience. This was like our first thing ever, at first time ever doing anything. And it was like, all right, we're gonna have to put down like six thousand dollars to like do uh, X amount of prints or whatever. And if we lose out on money, like at least we'll make something we're proud of. And that was always like something that we like remi- reminded ourselves of. And so at the end of the day, like we weren't really. Um, upset or anything like that with the results and, and luckily we we ended up selling all of the ones that we printed which was really cool but uh, I think like at the end of the day if you just like if your intentions are in the right spot then like you'll always just be like proud of the things that you're making as opposed to like always fishing for results or like trying to become famous or popular or whatever that might be yeah yeah and I think I think um, I, I will I must say though and I think I think this is important to say that um, going into it we that's that's how we really felt. We're like, you know what? At least we're making something. We're able to put out like something that we really uh, are, are into and can express. It's sort of like show uh, our design work and promote others, you know, work as well. Oh, and meet others too. Like we were in Utah. This was a way for us to meet other people as well. 
However, yeah. I think what we quickly realized was that um, if we don't take it seriously on a business level, it's going to get old really fast. You're mm. spending yeah. money and you're not going to be able to move forward. Like, There's a weird sweet spot for that, isn't there? Yeah, and, and I think I think the sweet spot is like you need to try as hard as you can to sell it. <laughs> like, right. It's really about like, if you if you do not sell it, you cannot make anything else. Yeah, it's true. You know, because then your resources are gone, and then you're like, how do we ever make something we're proud of again if we don't have the resources to make anything yeah, else? Yeah, and also less people see it if you don't sell it. Like yeah. it, it just like has kind of has to be a priority for us that it it becomes a part of our business that we take seriously. Totally. Do you feel like this is something you guys are always going to want to do because you guys have, uh, you know client work and um but you also have your publishing work and your apparel um is that something that you conceive like for the foreseeable future as kind of being the anchor of actual source or is it something that you guys are just kind of like fluidly doing i think we definitely like i mean this is like a conversation like this is what's good about working with somebody is we have we still have these conversations every single day like yesterday we had like a bunch of meetings we were driving around all over and running errands and like the whole day, all we were talking about is like how, like what we need to do to better our studio slash store. And like, we're constantly talking about this and we're, we are interested in growing it. We're interested in, in growing our store more. That's what, that's what we're really focusing on. Right but now. you need money to do that. So, so you have to take on more clients and then you, <laughs> you got to deal with some client bullshit. Catch 22, man. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, uh, it's just, constantly trying to to learn how to manage like when you know figure out the times when you need more help or when you need to yeah. take on more work or whatever and speaking of clients is there like a uh, kind of criteria you guys go into choosing clients um and then if if so uh, or can you tell us a little bit about the clients that you guys have done work for oh uh, choosing clients First, they have to choose us because um, <laughs> we, we're not going to go out and get them ourselves. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think I never really understood that idea of like, we, we always talk about that because like work is not like so abundant that you can just like demand things of clients and um, sort of have the most ideal situation or, or just say no to anything you don't want to do. I mean, it's, it's having a studio is really, it's a service. And it, it's, right. um, I think it's a, a practical thing. We, we really look at it like that. Well, we, and we have goals and we, we are trying, like our goals are to have this ideal client, but they're like our realistic, uh, there, there are realistic um, things that come along with that, which are we need to pay our designers, we need to pay ourselves. We, we want to make like work for the store, but we have been burned, and we've like we were talking about this yesterday. Actually, yeah. we've learned like some serious lessons in to follow your gut. There was one client that we had that we knew we shouldn't have been working with, but we did, and we got burned really, really hard. Mm. And so we, we just like. We just, I think we just need to follow our gut more, and we're, we do a pretty good job with that now. Yeah, I think I think uh, we we do work for uh, like a clients in a variety. It's not like we're only doing work for, uh, you know, people in. I mean, we 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 get some book design jobs. We get some jobs with um, within like you know athletic industry. We have jobs. We we de- we design a lot of merch. Uh, we have like corporate clients. We just did a big identity for like a startup bank. Nice. You know, like it's kind of the, yeah. It's like it's a little bit of everything. Yeah, and I think uh, as far as us saying yes, it really it's like a vibe thing. But, yeah, yeah. If we, yeah, I guess. Well, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess there's like that sweet spot because you guys are doing this isn't like client work is something you like, but it's not like your your passion is you know the store and it's the it's the the books and 
the more of the publishing stuff. So it, it gives you kind of the flexibility when you're not doing that to maybe not have to say yes to everything, but while not saying no, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think if it if it feels if it makes sense, like if it's um, yeah, it needs to pay, and it needs to be you know relatively like good timeline. Mm-hmm. Expectations aren't insane, and ethically we're on the same line. And ethically, yeah, we we definitely we would we've said no to a lot of things that we just feel like there's no way we can participate in that you know, situation, then, uh, yeah, then we're fine. We, we don't, we don't feel like exclusive to, obviously we'd love to work with, um, you know, 100% like, uh, work that's going to be seen by everyone or that, you know, that's like maybe a larger scale, maybe that's what we would say, but yeah, I think we're, we're, we're pretty open to, to working with, with people we, we really do look at it as like a, a practical thing do you do you guys uh what percentage of work do you guys feel like you actually show off compared to the amount of work that you guys actually get commissioned to do i don't know five ten percent five to ten <laughs> we, we yeah. don't yeah we i mean i think work, we don't show much but we are on a new site that's going to show a lot more yeah nice and then i guess like my what was that? Heard it here first. <laughs> New site. I heard it here first. Here to here. Yeah. Dropping. Um, I guess my other question to that too is like, um, I, this is something that I prefaced in the beginning before we had you guys come on, but um, I saw you guys did like a packaging design thing with Adidas. And, um, and I know that like Adidas and like companies like them and Nike and stuff like that are, are, are pretty experimental in terms of like, there's such big brands that they're able to like kind of take that risk on like smaller um, campaigns or like activations that they're pushing. Um, but was there like any kind of convincing that you guys had to do, um, to kind of push them to be, um, something that kind of fit what actual source stands for? Um, I don't think we ever push. No, that project was really somehow, you know, what was cool about that Adidas project? It was over the holidays. So, (laughs) so nobody was communicating with you guys. You guys were like, no, for real kind of perfect yeah. we we were kind of like we we kind of had to say like here here's our ideas what do you guys think um and we we were in charge of production too so we were kind of like and it was so quick the timeline they were like yeah. really into the concept i mean obviously we did like a lot of work to get like a solid concept mm-hmm. um and present some stuff like we uh commissioned someone to do you know, renderings of all the boxes so that they could see what they would be like. And we kind of went the extra mile. Yeah. And in our, like, you know, we had, you know, three or four directions. And- yeah. And then, uh, we, I mean, they were pretty open. I think they were just kind of like, cool. Yeah. They, I, I, it seems like they signed off on the concept and then we were waiting for, like, we were waiting for some approvals and they said, dude, just go, go forward with production. Like just send everything here. And so we, I mean, we just went for it. And we, the thing is, yeah. the commission was really a box, and we pretty much added like twenty-five additional pieces <laughs> to it because the box nice. itself had like a way of sealing it, like with a, these like shipping straps. We produced like four, like three patches, a group of stickers. Uh, we commissioned some freshener, a, a custom air freshener. <laughs> really, that's we so had uh, somebody at Adidas take up. Polaroid because they were these were only going out to 250 people, so we had we had Adidas yeah. take a Polaroid of each, uh, like a pair of shoes, like 250 Polaroids that we would put in each box. These were going out to sort of like um, influencers. influencers, so it was oh, it. you know a nice. It, the idea was that like this was a box that had somebody had kept in the warehouse, uh, you know, forever and was like storing all this sort of stuff in it. Yes, yeah, stuff you yeah. would find in like under your bed, yeah, under or, your bed would or like in your closet in a shoebox would be Polaroids and air fresheners, you know. Oh, that's cool. and so that's like what influenced the stickers and everything that we put in the boxes. Amazing, cool. Um, I guess my last question, probably our last question, um, and it is really cool that you guys like kind of take. I, this is actually a point I was going to make and then I forgot and moved on too fast, so forgive me, but. Um, 
it's interesting how there's like some projects that come through the door that like you really want to like take like the vision just keeps like building and building and building and you just want to like keep taking it as far as it could possibly go um do you guys find yourselves like that with a lot of things like oh we could do this we could do this we could do this and um, yeah we get a lot you know we like bid out a project and it's just the original like whatever the scope that they asked for but then we tend to want to add to that and they're not asking for it but we're giving it to them because we feel like it's important and we're into it. So we, 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 totally. find our, we find ourselves getting burned more often than not. Totally. I, I feel like that's a, a problem I deal with too, where it's like sometimes a client will come to us or me or whatever it is. And I will be like, all right, the budget is, you know, X amount of dollars. And, um, you know, I'm making a cut of that. And there's like a creative decision that the client really likes, but they're like, we can't approve any more budget for it. And I'm just like, uh, I think I'll make half as much this time. <laughs> like, like just to put that idea into the creative, and I think that's something that maybe I should be better at. Yeah, as well. we should all be better. At we should all be that. smarter. <laughs> we should all be smarter. <laughs> Why are we so dumb? Totally. We're, we're we're not business like as business minded as you know others, and so we do make like sometimes poor decisions. But this is who we are, and. We're, we're trying to learn though. Yeah. It is important to us though. We think it, it sh- it's, it should be more of an emphasis. Like everybody should, should learn how to, to not be taken advantage of and talk to people in a way that you can get what you need. Um, you know, money wise, it's like, these, these are the things that you don't, that you kind of have to learn as you go. And we're, we're still yeah. learning, but I mean, you know, there are times when I'm, you know, here for 12 hours and I just want to go like hang out with my kids and my, my wife at home. Right. And I'm like, you know, if, if it's not like benefiting, like that's cool for like certain projects, you know, but if you get to a point where you're like, dude, I just like, if it's not going to benefit sort of the whole, the studio is not going to make like a big improvement so that we can grow or pay our people more or whatever, then totally. it's not worth it. You, you really have then we just need to like move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, you need to find that and make it a, um, a priority. Cool. Um, so last question. Ib, do you want to go to Nassos? Um, well, yeah, I've, it's not on the the list, but I, I just, you know, you guys have uh, obviously been inspiration to us um, and we love you guys' work. Just curious, you know, you guys have done so much already with, you know, um, the store and then and, um, the books, the magazine, the apparel, the client work. Is you know, is there anything you guys haven't done that in the future you guys kind of want to dive into? I'm really curious to hear that. There's a lot. There's a lot we want to dive into. I think something that uh, JP and I have always been interested in is shoes. Yeah. And in some way, uh, we would love to. We want to design shoes. Design some shoes. That's cool. Are you guys sneakerheads? Uh, I wouldn't I say would that. Say, yeah. I mean, not I in the traditional yeah, sense. Not in the, yeah, not in the traditional sense. Got it. How but, many pairs of shoes do you own? Let's, let's word it like that. Too many. Yeah, too many. <laughs> too, still too many. So they're like kind of sneaker heads. Well, not like right. cool shoes or anything. Like, yeah, not like really trendy ones. You're not like trading shoes with people. Yeah, yeah, Jacques Martins or something. Just like right. the same pair over and over. Yeah, I mean, we like buying shoes, but just like the same shoes. <laughs> just the same ones over and over again. You got to keep it on. You got to keep it That's on brand. Fresh, man. Yeah. No, that's exciting to hear. Um, though. I'm I'm really uh, looking forward to whenever you guys drop those. <laughs> cool. Um, last thing, I just want to ask real fast, and this is always a question that I find really interesting, especially because you guys are like a little bit older than maybe um, some of the guests that we talked to. But uh, if you were to talk to your 18 year old self, or I guess in your guys' case, 24 or 26, or whenever you guys were about to go to school, um, what's like the one piece of advice that you would give to yourself, not knowing anything before you you get into all of this? really take graphic design history serious. That's like a, a, a great time to kind of dive into that. And I think a lot of students, uh, they really like you, like that's like a buffer class. They try to just like get, get through that. Yeah. That's maybe one of the most important classes and uh, lessons that you can take in school. Yeah. And uh, also yeah. meet with meet just meet with people. Like when you're a student, you can, yeah, get meet with people, like feedback on your work, hit up studios. There's so much time. Like I think, like as you forget as a student, how much time you actually have. Oh my gosh, you're designing one thing, and they give you like, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
right. Yeah, I think my 18-year-old self, yeah, I think I think I would learn how to write better. Mm. You find that, like, writing, I don't know if you guys, like, I guess when you guys are, like, writing briefs or treatments or whatever, like, I think that's a pain point for me is, like, really putting my ideas into words and, like, grounding that and, like, giving things meaning. I wish that if I was a better writer, I think if I was a better writer, I'd, I'd make better. Yeah, work. I mean, it, I think it's, you know, it's a time thing. Like the amount of time you put into writing, then you kind of, mm. you know, like for people who haven't done a ton of it, you know, you're sort of, you're, you, you got to grind it out a little harder. Uh, and right. It makes you less I mean, efficient. Maybe I guess. it's always a grind, but yeah, I right. assume it is. Actually. Yeah. But yeah, just to be, to be more, more proficient. It's, it's really important. Um, yeah so cool dope well dude uh or guys i uh i don't know if you have anything else to say but it was it was truly a pleasure talking to you guys i think you guys are great and really thoughtful and you can i think you can tell we can always tell like when we're talking to people like that they've been friends for a long time (laughs) um and it's always really cool to like just kind of like you know homie it out with people yeah for sure well thanks for asking us thank you and if we said anything crazy please delete it yeah no thank you guys <laughs> no, seriously nice. yeah, for sure. uh next time you guys or if oh, we okay. said anything cheesy on accident no I, it'll be good and just bleep um, it <laughs> long <laughs> yeah it's just like a big long like bleep like they put in like yeah. cartoons or whatever that'd be great it will really grab your oh. attention um but hey, uh, next time you guys are in LA, uh, you guys just stop by and we can grab lunch. We would love to go to Squirrel. We'll be, we'll be, <laughs> we'll be awesome. there in July. Cool. Um, when? Yeah. July. Uh, oh, nice. Awesome. Cool. We'll see you at Squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for all you guys out there listening, thanks so much. Um, we're pushing towards the end of the season. We're almost there. Um, thanks for bearing with us. Thanks again for listening to the Mouthwash Podcast. For more information, you can follow us on social media or check us out at mouthwash.com.